What's up, guys? Welcome back to another weekly episode of Scale Riders Podcast. I am your host, 65 Oaks, and this is episode number 160. Excited about this episode because we will be interviewing one of the first Aoshima ambassadors here on the show. His name is Bill. Many of you guys know him on Instagram as Snacks. Let's go right ahead and get into this episode. I hope you guys enjoy. Hey, girl. What's going on, brother? Hey, what's up, Bill? How you doing? Doing good, man. Trying to uh, avoid this tornado warning we're under and some some crazy weather right now. Oh man, I'm sorry to hear about that. I didn't. I wasn't even aware. Uh, is that new? Yeah, like we just got alerts on our phone a few minutes ago, and it uh, it looks like it's just some crazy rain right now and lightning. But oh man, if, if I lose power, at least my phone's charged, right? Yeah. <laughs> Dang. Let's hope not. Let's hope not. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Well, welcome to the podcast. Man, I appreciate it. It's awesome yeah. to be here. I'm, this is exciting. No, definitely, man. I'm 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 excited to have you on, dude. Thank you for taking the time. And man, I, I want to ask you, how does it feel to be an official Aoshima ambassador? Man, it's actually really awesome. Like, there was only a couple people they selected. Um, their initial post was just kind of vague. Like, hey, you got to love Aoshima. Um, you got to post, you know, a picture a week or, you know, whatever their couple little stipulations were. They made it clear, like, your following count doesn't matter. Just post some stuff on social media. And it's just really awesome to see, like, you know, being new into modeling, a company coming in, starting an ambassador program like that, and just really wanting to be involved with the community. At least that's, like, that's how I feel about it. Yeah. No, yeah, I, I feel uh, that they're, they're doing things right. Um, if you start you know, seeing what they're doing and then, you know, you start to, you know, compare to other companies and I mean, they're creating their own blueprint. And I know, you know, there's other companies that do ambassador programs, you know, it's not like saying like they're the first, but as far as like a model car community, them that, that create products that sell to the consumer they're it, it seems like they want to do a lot more interaction with their customers. Oh, I agree. And it's, it's really cool being, you know, one of the first to go through the program, see how it's going to grow, see how they're going to use it. And, and really exciting to see like what's going to happen in the future and what they're going to, you know, grow this into. Yeah. No, nah, yeah, man. I mean, it's exciting. You know, I, I did see the post when they posted it up and, you know, I saw the comments, everything filled up really fast. Like a lot of, people... Oh, there were so many comments. <laughs> Everybody was trying to jump on it, you know? Oh yeah. Everybody wanted to be a part of it for sure. Yeah, but then, like, you know, once, once you know, it was, um, you know, at, like, shown that you were selected, and then there was a couple other people that were selected, you know, um, you start to see your guys' pages, too, and, I mean, obviously, the work, dude, you guys, you guys, like, you're killing it, bro, and, like, even the other people that got picked are, like, dope. Oh yeah, it's it was really awesome when when they started the group message. They were like, "Hey, you're an Aoshima ambassador," and like I saw Kit Builder Chris, I saw Model Car CA and Model Car Mods. I mean, these are some some guys that I look at. Their work is just awesome. Like what they're doing is really cool. So it was really cool to get to be a part of this with them and and just you know watch and support them, see how their builds go, and see what everybody does with their with their models. No, yeah, that was dope, man. I was like, well, hell yeah. Like, you, you guys are definitely going to represent for sure. I already know it. And as, as far as, like, part, being and the ambassador, what what is, like, one of the, the main requirements, I guess, or just something, you know, on your side that you need to do in order to, like, represent Aoshima? 
I mean, really the only requirement that they were kind of asking for was like a minimum of a post per week um, and not a bunch of spam. What what they are kind of what I'm my understanding is what they're expecting is just kind of showing the build up process, showing how it's put together, kind of just that start to finish build in your in your profile or in your page of how that model's put together, kind of what you've done. And they just left it pretty vague with that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's almost like they're really not reaching too much. You know, like imagine if they were like, yo, you guys got to spam like crazy or do all this like stuff. That's pretty dope. I like that. They're just being super chill about it. Uh, But yeah, I mean, I I feel like even them hooking you guys up, you know, and in the future with more stuff, it's like, I know for sure. I mean, you guys build like this is what you guys do, you know, so so this is going to not be like a difficult thing to do, you know, like the posts. So yeah. that that's pretty that's pretty dope. It was pretty uh pretty awesome, really cool program for them to get started. It's it's going to be a lot of fun going forward with it. Yeah, and um how was it that day when you got your package from them? Oh man, that day was crazy because they had had some some shipping problems. My stuff got held up in customs. Uh one of the other guys in the US did too, and so you know, I'm seeing seeing the other guys getting their package opening their stuff up, and I'm just really excited for them. I'm trying to just contain myself for when my package comes, and then like it shows up on the ring. I didn't even have a notification that it was coming. And then Liz is like, "Oh, I saw your package coming. I'm going to open it when I get home." And she was just messing with me hard because I knew she was going to be off before I was, and she was she was trying to be serious that she was going to going to open it up for me. <laughs> yeah that's cool and um so you got w- one of the preludes How how's that the prelude kit is really awesome um the the body looks super clean uh it's just a really sweet looking kit all together the extra parts that it kind of comes with the the wheel sets the spoilers the front lip uh even just the decals and stuff in it are are really well looking over the body and stuff, the mold lines, everything is super clean. It it just looks like it's going to be a really good kit to put together, really smooth. It doesn't look like it's going to have a lot of problems. Uh, And I'd been looking at them too, and they were just so expensive and trying to find like an old one, you know? And then when I saw it was re-released and was coming back out, I was messaging my buddies. I was like, dude, this is coming back out. This is going to be sweet. And I was really hoping to get my hands on one. And then when they messaged us like the the picks for uh, April and May and it was on there, I was like, oh, 100 percent. I want the prelude. This is going to be sweet. <laughs> Not even thinking about like at first, n- nobody else in the U.S. having it really yet. Yeah, no, I mean, you're yeah, I want to say you are like one of the first that has it. You know, I remember when my distributor had uh, sent out the solicitations for that car I was like, all right, I'm definitely going to get this. You know, I started making my selections of, of what I want to get for this year. And, I mean, they're there, but they still haven't arrived. You know, there's like a bunch of delays and stuff. So yeah. I'm hoping, dude, that this month they end up popping up or next month, you know, that in time for summer that, um, you know, I end up getting some in the sort. But it just looks dope, man. I, I really love the, uh, the cover art and everything. And I, I even... Um, ended up using the cover art for a label that i was using for the boxes yeah to... your shipping labels are awesome just like the rx7 you did and now the prelude label it's really <laughs> yeah. really awesome touch no, and, 
And you know what? I, I reached out and I asked. I was like, I asked Yoshima, like, yo, is this cool? Can I can I use the artwork on there? But only exclusively like on like if somebody orders an Aoshima kit, I'll only use it just for that. Like or or any Aoshima like product, pretty much. You know? Because it's yeah. only one roll that I'm getting. It's not like I have a ton of rolls of it. Because I figure like what's limited, once I run out, that's it. I'm not gonna re like print that roll. I'll I'll do something different later. Yeah. But um, I, I just, I guess in my mind, I'm just trying to make it more of a, like an Aoshima experience, you know, by purchasing the kit, you know, packaging the, that. And then they were nice enough to hook me up with a lot of stickers to put in the orders oh, yeah. and then some little newsletters. A while back, I had run out of the stickers. And um, then later, I ended up getting more uh, from them. They, I got a little re-up, you know, but... Um, it was one of those things where, you know, before I wasn't doing that, and even me, when I would purchase stuff from stores or whatever, I was never getting a sticker, you know? So, finally, like, getting one from a company, I was like, yo, this is dope. Like, I think people are going to love this for sure, you know? Oh, yeah. When I got a, when I got one of my models from you, I had that, that big sticker in there. I don't know if I was more excited about that big sticker or getting that car that I've been wanting, you know? <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of crazy. I, 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 in a way, I want to reach out to every company that I'm like signing stuff on there and be like, yo, do you guys got cigarettes? But I don't even think they even have a contact number, <laughs> most of them. <laughs> you know, they're so low key. It's kind of crazy. And um, so what, what uh, for the listeners out there, tell us uh, what area are you located? I'm in North Louisiana. We joke about it basically being Texas. Um, so I'm the northmost part of Louisiana you can get to basically in northwest Louisiana. All right, on man. And out there, how how how's uh what can you tell us about like you know, like is there hobby stores? Uh is there a model community or how is it out there for you? There's not really a model community. There's a small local model club that does some automotive stuff, but most of it's kind of tanks, airplanes, armor, stuff like that. And they do have um, the show that I went to last year and this year, the IPMS show, um, RiverCon. That's their show. Last year it was a regional, so it was a really big turnout. This year it was a, a little smaller, but still a really good turnout. The guys are really cool. They put on a good show. And for not having a model shop, for not really having much community at all here, to have that little little club that's putting on a big show is really awesome for my area. That's cool. Yeah, and that was one of the things I wanted to bring up too was the RiverCon because I did see your post in March that you had posted that you had attended the show and you even got some awards. At I the, did. At the I did. Congrats. It was dude. awesome. Thank you. Thank you. It was really cool. Um, I didn't do so well the the very first show that I went to the RiverCon, and um, either way, I got to meet some really cool people, hang out, learn a whole bunch. Uh, Lee Zen Modeling was there at the first one I went to. Oh, nice. Uh, we just kind of hung out and talked, you know, and it was really awesome. This this year I met some some other really cool people. And it's, I guess for me, it's more like just meeting these people, hanging out, um, kind of the environment, because there isn't that here. Like, I don't have that connection other than through social media. So it's really cool being able to do that. Yeah. So So last year... Uh, you attending that show being your first one, was that like your very, very first like model shoot you had ever like, you know, competed in or participated in? 
Yeah, that was the first one I'd ever participated in, ever gone to. Oh, I'd never been to a model show, had no clue what to even expect or what was going to be there. Man, you got to tell me, like, how was the feeling, like, let's say, like, the night before when you're gearing up, knowing, like, all right, tomorrow I'm going to go to this place. I don't know what to expect. Oh, it was crazy. Like, it was at a, a school here in town where they do it at, and I knew it was going to be big, um, just from kind of like the local Facebook page that where they were doing some posts and like just trying to look at some stuff like how do I get these models there? What if I break something? So I had like made a little checklist like I need super glue, I need some wash, I need this, I need this, and I had just made up a little emergency bag. Luckily, I didn't really have any problems. Was able to get there, set up, walk around, check out all the vendors and. I'm I'm pretty sure my heart was racing the night before just trying to <laughs> yeah. get everything together and figure it out. Yeah, and and when you were there like you know just checking stuff out um was, was it kind of hard to you know like break that ice like to just to talk to people that other modelers or was it just something pretty chill like kind of natural like hey what's up? I feel like it a lot of times it comes really natural for me to just be able to kind of go up, talk to some people, introduce myself and just kind of break the ice with like, man, this is really awesome. How'd you do this? Or, you know, just a way to start interacting with people. Cause a lot of the people that were there, I felt like already knew each other or were in the same show scene or know each other from different shows or local areas. So I just felt like I was kind of the outsider at first. So I started talking to people. They were like, oh, this is him from Houston. This is this guy. We do these shows together. You need to come check out this. And it just opened up into a lot of conversations and meeting some really cool people. Man, that's dope. And, you know, in that first show, just like, you know, participating, leaving, I'm sure you left with a lot of notes, like mental notes and, and things like that for the next year. Oh, yeah. I was taking pictures of displays. I was taking video. I was snapping pictures of cars and how they had them set up. And it was it was just really cool. It was it was like a mini, you know, of course, they're models, but it was like going to a car show, you know, mm. that's kind of the way it felt like to me. And so, yeah, it was really cool. And then my biggest takeaway from that show was actually understanding classes, what the different classes really mean. Um, and just kind of preparing better for that. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. And like the, the, the kind of cars that you're into are like, w as far as like what you're building, are you just into that? Or are you into like various, like different genre of cars? I think I'm going to branch out eventually into some other genre of cars. So even like 15, 16 year old me, I was going to hot import nights with friends. I was going to big car and truck shows all over the the U.S. And then that kind of grew into my first uh, bag truck. And that one, you know, I took all over the United States with the club I was in. And I've always loved everything, whether it's a, a low rider, a slam truck, something lifted up, uh, some of these sweet JDM tuner cars. I've always loved it. So when I started building, I was building just import cars which is what i i really like i like the style i like kind of the scene around it and so that's what i started building but i think i want to eventually i'm going to branch out into some bag trucks and some other stuff that's kind of you know deep in my background yeah and in your area where you live do you see a lot of like tuner and jdm style cars out there or no 
There is some, but it's not as popular as like if you, you know, go a couple hours into Dallas or you go further down south. Mm-hmm. The the scene in my area is nowhere near as popular as some of the the bigger cities, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I feel like, too, even if you, you know, in the area you live, like, let's just say there's not a lot going on like that. In a way, it's kind of cool because there's not that much like distractions and stuff like that where... I mean, yeah, you could get an influence and be like, that's dope. But in a way, it's almost like you, I feel like I, I could picture you like in your bench working and you're like super concentrated on what you're doing because it's, this is like what's going to break you out. You know, this is like what's going to get you out there, especially on like social media for yep. people to see like the kind of work that, that you're doing because you're not only just building, you know, it's uh, also like the that concept uh, truck that you did, that Nissan, the Sunny, you know, that's super dope right there, you know? And um then that was another thing I wanted to get into in a bit, but it's just like like all these like different ideas that I'm imagining probably manifest through your mind when you're on that desk, like, oh do I want to do to this build? You know, because I always feel like um, you know, people that, that I've known also that live like in smaller towns or, or a city where there's really not much going on sometimes, sometimes they end up doing like these big old like breakout things that gets all this attention from various like bigger cities and and other areas where there's bigger communities oh yeah that would be that would be really cool that and when i sit down it's like what what's in my head what's my idea what am i what am i envisioning what do i want to do how do i want to make this look for myself you know yeah and tell us about that nissan that that sunny because it has a, a gtr front end on that it does. It has the C1 models conversion uh, front end, which is a, a really cool kit. Um, I, I happened to luck out and win an eBay auction from Iceman for that truck and the kit. So naturally, I wanted to put one of his engines in it. And going from that engine extended into another kit that I had, the Aoshima Top Secret uh, R34. And it just kind of grew from there. I thought about, I was originally just going to use the livery, drop the RB26 in it. And then it just grew into, well, let me see if I can get some interior. Well, let me see if I can just take the whole subframe and powertrain and stick it in there. And then it ended up being console, dash, um, just about everything that I could do. And I'm just kind of learning it as I go and making small cuts, trying to make it fit, not really having a clue what I'm doing, but I know what I want to do and what I want to accomplish. I feel like at the the end of that build, I had done that, which was really awesome. Like I had a vision in my mind and I was able to execute it. It may not be the best build. It may not be the cleanest, but I'm learning. And that was another step in my process. You know, I'm, new things every time that was the first truck i put some spark plug wires on and did some other little extra detail on that i'm just trying to push myself and do better on yeah you also added some uh some parts with carbon fiber oh yeah we hooked up some uh some scale motorsports carbon on that one for sure <laughs> this, this, this stuff is just really good and i've done um a couple things with carbon fiber you know some hoods some other little stuff on on a train skid I've done before and some little small parts, but never anything in depth and as curvy as that front grill was. 
And that was after spending a bunch of hours, like cutting out the front grill, finding an extra PE piece for the, the insert, getting it all lined up to where it would look super smooth and clean. And then just getting all the little wrinkles out and trying to get the carbon to look as good as possible. And I just felt like that was the way it needed to go. I couldn't have a top secret without some carbon on it. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Is is that the only uh, brand uh, from Scaled Motorsport uh, carbon fiber you've used, or have you used other brands? Like I know Zumon um, model has their own as well, but I, I mean I've never used theirs before yet. Yeah, I used um, a couple of small sheets of Zumon um, before when I did one of the Zumon trans kits on a BRZ, the Artesian kit. But Scale Motorsports for me being in the U.S. is just so much easier to get. You know, mm. you carry it. It's a lot easier to just get my hands on, not have to wait on it or get an order through for it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that's definitely, I do want to uh, get it in the store as well in the future. Uh, just, just to have those options, you know, I, I guess it would be more of a preference for those that have used Zoom On and, and they like it, it'll be there. Uh, yeah. But I, but I know for sure the Scale Motorsport is like an amazing product and a lot of people use that here for sure. And, yeah, um, it works good. One of my buddies swears on the the Tamiya stuff, but it's I, I, it's too hard to get for me. Like whether it's better or not, I don't know. I've never used it. I've never had any issues with the Scale Motorsports stuff, and it works perfect for me. And so I like it. Yeah, and um, th- that uh, the the UCF the Toyota. The Celsius, how how was uh, that that build right there? Because I know um, you had shot that with Candy, right? I did. So that was that was really my first time doing any Candy paint. The Candy paint came out a lot better on the spoon test, and you know that just goes back to me kind of learning and trying out some new things and some new techniques. I wasn't able to spray the Candy as smooth as I wanted, so it's a little splotchy in some areas, um, but overall it came out really good and i was able to get some some good pictures and really enjoyed that build i got it lowered a little bit lower than where the even the modified suspension would sit for it i got some really cool 3d printed wheels from a a buddy in canada and the build came out really good that's cool yeah like spraying candy is like very tricky yeah (laughs) i don't know that i was really ready for that no, yeah. I mean, uh, my experience in the past, I re- I still remember like those first times spraying it and it just being like a nightmare. You know, I remember using, uh, I, I would say like a, like a point, like a three millimeter a needle on a, okay. a on an Iwata airbrush and um, just having the silver sprayed on there as the base. Um, and then uh, the Orion silver from House of Color. And then after that, cool. I was like, all right, cool. I got my candy mixed up. I'm going to hit this thing. And I remember right off the bat, like the PSI was off. It was like super high. And when I sprayed it, when I did one line, it was, it, I was still learning how to use um, the airbrush. And it was, it was a dual action. So I remember just pulling the trigger back like all the way. So a bunch of like candy sprayed out. And it just, it was like super dark and then it started to get light. And I was like, dang, I was like, oh man. So then I kept just shooting too many passes on one side, not really like counting or knowing like 
you know, being aware of how many times I'm going back and forth and later moving on to the rear, to the other side, then to the top. And next thing you know, it's like, it's darker on one side, it's lighter on the other. And, and it's just like tiger striping, like everywhere. Oh yeah. I call it camouflage candy. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. It's like the same thing. <laughs> like, I was just like, like, dude, what the heck? Like, what am I doing wrong? And, um, you know, it, it wasn't until later, once you start talking with other people that are shooting candies, they start to kind of break it down. And, um, and then later I started to think about it and I was like, you know what? I'm using the wrong airbrush because whenever I test out the airbrush, you know, you, you're testing on like on a piece of paper or anything like the, it shows the, you know, the way it hits, it's like a little ball. It's circular, yep. right? So then I was like, wait a minute, I need something more with like a fan pattern that's just going to be just just like a straight line that pretty much when I'm shooting it, you know, I'm getting at least like an inch, inch and a half of coverage, Yeah. you know, going across. So this way it's a little bit more uniform than even as I'm going. And I mean, it it's still practice. I, I don't want to say that I'm, you know, I got the candy down, but I just... I feel a little better going about it now than what I did back in that time when I was starting off. Oh yeah. I'll get there too. I want to, I really want to play with some candies, do some cool stuff. I see a lot of like just really cool builds that just really pop or they have this awesome shine and that the candy colors are the way to go. I just need some, some more of that experience with it and be able to play and, you know, feel more comfortable with it. Yeah. And you know, one of the things I like about your workspace is your bench. Like, I, I like the display with, um, you know, you got you got nice table, the lighting, your tools are there. And then above that, you also have space to display some builds or even box art. Um, tell us how important is it for you to have uh, a proper workbench to be able to work on your builds? Oh, for me, it's it's very important. And when it starts getting too messy, I start getting in my head and uh, I just can't focus. I got to stop what I'm doing, clean up and just kind of reorganize. But it took me a little while to get there too. Um, you know, about a year ago, we moved into this house and it took me about a month and a half or longer to even get a bench set up. And so ever since I got the first um, bench and shelf uh, space that kind of matched it, just little by little, Liz and I have been doing stuff. She helped me get the shelves up not too long ago and just kind of making it my own. Um, but the space is super important, especially for me, like one room where I'm airbrushing at, where I'm building my models. It's just kind of my space. When I go in there, I just want to be able to sit down, relax, clear my head and think about what I want to do and how I want this next model to look and turn out. And I was cramped before at my old house. I was sharing my computer desk and a little fold-up table. Um, and that's where kind of my first builds and my first introduction into some of these models were. I would move my computer monitors out of the way, put some mats on, do some builds. And then when I was done, I got to clean up and then I can use my computer again. Damn. So having this space has just been awesome for me and being able to get everything that I want kind of in one area and not have to go anywhere. I can, it's, it's really awesome just being able to sit down in there and know everything is right there that you need. No. Yeah, man. When you look back like at that situation right there, how you're sharing 
it's him with you. It's almost like, man, that was like the struggle, right? For a bit. It, it was definitely, it was. Dang dude. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a, important for sure. You know, um, I've experienced that with like just messy desks or not having the, the, the correct space, like cramped, you know, I, I feel like when I had the proper space and, and also the time was when I was very focused, you know, very determined, finishing the builds, executing, like getting it to the point where I was very satisfied and just getting things done, you know? Yep. But then once, you know, like I moved and time started slipping away and all these things started to like come in, come into effect, it definitely changed a lot of the stuff where I was very limited. I was like, man, I almost feel like I have one hand tied behind my back. You know, it was, oh, yeah. it was very hard. And, you know, now it's, it's shaping up different. I feel like the desk, I was like, all right, I gotta, I gotta like set something up. So this way, you know, I can have a better workflow. But then again, you know, like I like when people post photos of their benches um, just to kind of see, it's always neat to see that because it's like you're in, it's almost like an invite. You're showing us into your world, the way you have your setup. You know, not everybody really shows their setup and yeah. not, and not everybody has a setup too. You know, some people are just kind of like whatever free time they have, you're, they're painting here and there and then they just kind of put it away in a, in a shelf somewhere. And then next thing you know, you see the model like at a car show. <laughs> like, yeah. It's done. But um, no, nah, it's cool. I, I like seeing that because it's also inspiring when you show, you know, because some people might be like, wow, I want to set up just like that as well, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's been really cool. And I've just been fortunate to be in the position I have to be able to have that space, call it my own and have my own little, my own little corner in there, you know? No. Yeah. Heck yeah. And when, so when you paint, you, you're painting in the, in the house as well, or are you I am. So, in the garage or. So after my first build, I did with a rattle can whenever I got my first model. Um, this was about June of 2020. We were kind of in the, in the highest point of COVID. Um, uh, I made a little cardboard box with one of my fans from camping, put it outside, put everything together, rattle canned it together. And I was really enjoying it, really loving it. And I started looking at stuff on Facebook groups and I was like, okay, something, something's got to change here. Yeah. I start looking at stuff and I'm looking at airbrushes, looking at airbrush booths, looking at how I'm going to set this up in my old house. And the next thing you know, my girlfriend Liz was like, Hey, I'm ordering you this airbrush booth. You should probably find a, a gun. <laughs> and so it was just, it kind of spiraled out of control for me from there. I kind of dove deep into the water and I was buying paint. I was buying more kits. I was getting all kinds of stuff and then getting the airbrush booth set up and to where it's at now, it vents out of my window. I can close both doors. And so far I haven't really had too much fume issues. The airbrush was, or the, the airbrush booth was just a, something on Amazon that had two speeds for ventilation. So I put it on high and for the most part, it sucks everything out. I still wear a respirator in the house when I'm painting, obviously in gloves, I wear everything that I need to, to protect myself too. But, um, 
when I'm done, I clean up the airbrush, let it vent out some more. I can open up the doors and there's almost no smell in the house. That's cool. Well, I'm, I'm glad you got a space, you know, to be able to do that with the airbrush. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, it's only a matter of time till you start just perfecting a lot of the things, you know, because I know you're going to be experimenting and doing a lot of various things. I like that video you just put one of your recent posts, how you uh, how you painted the wheels, but you show it in reverse. Yeah, it was <laughs> kind was of cool. fun. <laughs> that was it was tight. kind of fun. Yeah, you know, and that's another thing, too. You know, I like how you're putting yourself out there. You're, you know, in front of the camera, but you're, you know, you're showing your face and everything. It's not like we're just seeing some hands and, and a voice speaking, you know, yeah. so, something that we commonly see all the time. But, you know, you're, you're putting yourself in front of the camera out, out there showing us as viewers, you know, what you got going on or what's new. And that's awesome, man. I, I hope that you keep making more content like that. Oh, I definitely want to. And it's learning for me too, you know, um, before this model car Instagram page, I really didn't do a, a whole lot with Instagram or in front of a camera. So I'm still a little nervous, but it's still fun. I like making the content. I like putting it out there. Um, and to me, it's just more personal, like connecting with people, you know, there's people I talk to on a daily basis now on social media or Instagram and, being able to connect a voice with um, that person or see that person's face, you know, it, it, it kind of adds to the friendship that we're doing and, and just makes me feel like more of this community is coming together. Yeah. That's dope, man. And um, you know, you had mentioned about your, your model and your one of your first model in 2020, but is that when you started model building or you had been doing this in the past? Tell, tell us, let's get right into like your history of model building. Uh, all right. So the only real history of model building I had was when I was younger and in my teens, I was playing with like some Warhammer 40K stuff. And this was like rattle can primer, airbrush, throw some decals on it and then throw it on the table and play. So that was really my only modeling experience. So I had some experience with, you know, sanding some parts down or super gluing and kind of cleaning stuff up. But as far as cars, trucks and stuff like that, I'd never really dove into any of that so july 2020 we were in the the deepest part of covid here in north louisiana and the the job that i have we had split our our group of people into two different teams and we were working a week on week off at a time um, in case one of the teams got hit we'd have the other team that would be able to cover so week on, week off, Liz and I were sitting at the house. We've been playing board games, doing other stuff and playing on the computer and Xbox, whatever. I was scrolling through some posts on a Facebook group that I was in and I saw some model cars. I was like, OK, well, there's something I could try. This looks fun. It'll give me something to kind of kill the time on my on my week off here and um, ended up getting a car. Ended up um having a really good time with that um we were shopping for like different color paints and rattle cans and going back and forth to like hobby lobby because that was literally the only place that had anything that i could do mm -hmm. and uh ended up building an r33 uh gtr and just had a really good time with it after that um just continued to build continued to grow kind of my collection and 
um, I had no idea how extensive and how crazy this community of modeling was when I got that first car. I did not know what I was getting into. Yeah. I didn't know how crazy it was, all the aftermarket stuff. It was nuts. <laughs> I mean, I was my mind was just blown when I saw like my first trans kid on a car. I was like, wait a minute, this is real? Dang, yeah, yeah. Man, if if I knew if I knew someone who was like a digital artist, I would have him like recreate like when you have your model and you're opening the box and you're looking <laughs> yeah. in and all of a sudden your soul is being sucked into the box. Yeah, that's that's, that's pretty much what happened. Yeah. <laughs> so it crazy. was wild. So yeah. I just started getting all kinds of stuff. And then um not really still knowing any better and still learning anything. The first car I did with my airbrush was white. That was a, a rookie mistake. I should have not done a white car. So that was a really cool learning experience. Um, but it was fun learning the airbrush. Um I was messaging people back and forth that were helping me out i was watching videos on youtube i was kind of just doing everything i could to learn on my own and pick up techniques and and watch what other people were doing so i could try and learn and make my own way yeah man that's interesting it's it's a trip bro because when i see the the kind of work you're doing i feel like you had been doing this for a long time you know and just having we're we're barely it, it's what like uh, like two years and a half maybe. No, I'm not even two years into this. Yeah. So July <laughs> July this year will be two years. Oh and man! Then, you know, I had a little break when we were moving where I didn't have anything set up, but we were doing some projects around the house, and um, it took me a a minute to get back into the swing of getting some models and just back into my workflow in my new space. No, oh, that's props to you, man. That's dope. And, um, you know, going back to what you said about, uh, was it Warhammer? Was it, what'd you say? Yeah. Warhammer 40 K 40 K. There you go. Um, during that time when you were into the Warhammer, um, was this like something you were attending like to like shows or like, cause I know some of the comic book shops have tables. And no, stuff we had a up. couple, a couple of local comic book shops that had some game tables and you could play and, um they would have like the the citadel paints and all that stuff and it was just little plastic figures and some pewter or metal stuff but it was nothing nothing too crazy and my my paint jobs were never really that good you weren't that like deep into it yet no yeah you know i, I remember reaching out to that company citadel mm -hmm. because i wanted to get some other tools and um they they have this like um uh, this one tool that it, it pretty much, you could scrape off, you know, the, um, like the mold lines. Yeah. Like off, you know, it's for the figures, but I figured, oh, I could use that tool, that tool as well for like Gundam or even for a car, like cars for the mold lines in certain areas. Right. Oh yeah. And, um, and I remember reaching out, reaching out to them and they got back to me, but they said, yo, like in order for us to sell to you, you have to get like, not just the tools, you got to get like the whole line. Oh wow! Of, of yeah, their products and everything, and I was like, "Oh no!" Like, I I wasn't trying to do that, you know. But no. um, I, but I have seen you know Warhammer stuff when I would go to comic book shops or even hanging out with friends. I had some friends that were into it, so you know, and I see it on Instagram. It, it fascinates me. I've never gotten into it, but I you know I see it and, and I'm like, man, it looks kind of cool, you know, all the customization or just like the paint jobs that people do on that. 
Oh yeah, the paint jobs and stuff get get insane. No different than any of these other hobbies that I'm seeing now with figures, models. I mean, you can have your 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 basic people, and you can have your your crazy professional paint jobs, and just some really awesome artwork that you're putting on the table and actually getting to kind of play with and interact with with other people. So it's a little different, but still just really cool, and they're still making art their way. Yeah, man, but that's cool, man. I'm glad that you're in the model car community, you know, because I feel from seeing your work and what you do and the way you present things, you're you're definitely playing a big role in the community. I love it, and thank you for saying that. It's been it's been really awesome. Like, uh, I made a post when I had gotten some artwork collected from some of my favorite builders. And I said something to the extent of like, we're not just building plastic models, we're building friendships across the world. And that still hits home with me like every day when I think about stuff or even now, like when I sit down and I just get to look at their pictures and their art and some of the some really awesome builds that these people do. Like, I really feel like that's what we're doing. There's people across the country that in, in the world now that I talk to every day, we send messages back and forth. We send pics like, look at this, check out what I'm doing and just talking being positive being encouraging i feel like it's more about that than it is the build sometimes like the connections that we're making are just really awesome that we're able to do this yeah and i i agree with you because you know every everybody when you're not building you know everybody is doing something right you're either you know some people like have jobs that are very intensive right some people could be having two jobs or maybe no job, but then that's like a stressful thing too, being like trying to find a job or whatever. And then, it, or in situations where, you know, you know, it could be like family problems or, or just problems in the streets. I don't know. It could be various, various things, right? Like stresses that we, you know, see or things we see on the news, you know, all over the world or whatever. But I always feel like, when when you finally have that time to work on your models, build stuff, and just chill, that's like your your moment to relax, unwind, disconnect from everything. But then again, whatever you're doing there, whether it's something that you come across, you discover, you learned, now you're you're excited about sharing that, right? And then oh, yeah. you have you know that on your phone, you're connected, you're part of this community, you know that. When you jump on there, that you could reach out to anybody through a DM or through a comment, right? Or you can start your own conversation by doing a post of what you're doing. And you're for sure going to get views on that. For sure, someone's going to comment. For sure, it's going to spark some kind of com you know, communication that at that point, you're still like feeling good. You know, like, oh, you know, you're interacting. And you're looking forward to the next day and, and the next day and, and so forth. And let's just say, I know sometimes there's people that are super active and then there's a, it reaches a point where they cannot build anymore for a while, you know, because life happens, something happens, right? Oh, yeah. But while they're, I, I guess I would like to like picture, picture it as like they're chilling on the sidelines because they're going to come back, you know? Yep. It's almost like, a, like we're, on a, we're all on a team, you know? And they're 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 sitting down watching us play, right? And and it's cool because even during when you're seeing someone play, it's like you're getting inspired 
you you want to get out there you can't wait till you come out and play you know and um and it, it's almost like if it's like uh, i don't know uh black royal rumble or something and we're all we're all on or, or you got like your partner on the edge with his hand out you know slap my hands so i could jump in you know i don't oh, know yeah. but it, it's well, just... no, even even to the extent of what you're saying man i've i've lived that um even for the short little bit of time that i was in you know um i started my instagram in october of 2020 not realizing how crazy the Instagram community was with modeling. I'd only been playing around a little bit on Facebook and some of the groups in there. And then somebody was like, Hey, you should check out Instagram. That's a whole nother world on Instagram. The community there is nuts. It's, it's so supportive. It's encouraging. It's just really cool on, on that side of it. And so even when I had my small hiatus during my move and everything going on, people that I call friends now were messaging me every couple of days. Hey buddy, how's it going? Doing okay. Ready for you to get back in, you know, and just, just genuinely like checking or dropping a message and seeing how it's going when, when I was on the sidelines there. I mean, so, you know, that really kind of hits home with me with you saying that. And then even, even now, like, you know, if I don't put a post up for a couple of days or I'm not responding to somebody, I'll get a message. Hey, how you doing? What's going on? Like, and it's just really cool. Like, like making, what's you're wrong? not just making like a, you're making a genuine connection with these people and, yeah. you know, people that I'm calling friends, not just somebody I talk to on Instagram. Like I can legitimately call them a friend, whether I've met them or not. Yeah, no, definitely. And have you, when you're working on on your on these bills that you've been doing, I mean, you get them done, but do you ever reach that burnout point or a point where you're like, all right, I need to put this away and continue it later until I feel inspired again? So I've only ever not finished one model, um, and it wasn't so much a burnout point. I kind of overwhelmed myself with some stuff going on last year when I started. Uh, Joel's tournament build off for 2021. I was really excited about it. And I was starting the scale builders of America build off also. Well, after about the fourth or fifth week into it, um, we decided we were buying a house. And so I tried to manage that and trying to keep up with two build offs, making the requirements um, getting the pictures posted and it just kind of overwhelmed me. And, you know, I messaged both guys, Joel was super cool about it. And I just kind of backed out of the build off. Yeah. Um, and so my NSX, uh, NA two with the hobby design trans kit is still sitting in the box about halfway built. And that's kind of my little thorn in the side. That's the one kit I haven't finished. The one that, I that is just kind of haunting me. Uh, you know, I got burnt out with doing two builds and it even took me a little while to get back into the swing of things and find my motivation on the van and, and finish that odyssey up. But I did. I love the way it turned out and I'm glad I did. I, I look forward to getting back into that NSX. I still play with some wheels and just look at it there and put it back in the box. Yeah. Dang. That, that one wants to see the the light it's like it's almost like it, it probably gets happy when you bust it out it's like oh i'm out Ho hopefully it's today nah imagine if if these cars could talk like it's like toy story or something that'd be crazy 
But they'd probably tell me to take them all out of their little plastic boxes so they can drive free. <laughs> right. And um, this year, are you planning to go to uh, the, the show in Texas that um, the guys over at Plastic Society, Detail jun- Junkies, Skeleton, and Andres are throwing? Oh, yeah. I'm super excited to meet Skeleton, Andreas, uh, and some of those guys. Even even Jesse, hopefully I get to meet him too. Jesse's actually not too far away from me and probably the closest uh, other modeler that I that I interact with. So I'm excited to, to go and meet these guys. We were going to go last year, um, and because of other stuff, they kept rescheduling, and then my schedule would mess up, and I didn't get to go last year, so this year we're definitely going um i'm really looking forward to it i want to meet some of these people i want to see some of this stuff and i think what i'm more excited too about other than just kind of meeting these guys that i talk to is seeing an actual more automotive based kind of model show and so this will be you know like my first real automotive model show not you know 17 rooms full of airplanes and helicopters and uh, it's going to be really cool seeing all these low riders that I see pictures of some of these other really awesome builds. And yeah, I'm super excited about the plastic society show, man. That's tight. Yeah. It's going to be fun, man. I'm, I'm pretty sure you're going to have a lot of fun there. And how far is that show from you? Like what, what's the distance that you know, you're going to be encountering that day. It's only like two hours and 45 minutes to three hours, depending on traffic. Mm-hmm. It's really not bad we joke about Dallas is like a, uh, a skip away or a hop, skip and a jump away. It's, it's really not that far. Yeah. No, man, that's cool. And what about with, uh, with Jesse, have you guys linked up at all? Like a, like a build, a build day or just to hang out? No, we talked about trying to, I wanted him to come to one of the river cons here. Cause it's really, I think it's, it's maybe like an hour or an hour and a half drive for him to where I'm at. So it's really not that bad, but that's definitely something I'd want to do too. check out his space, see what he's doing. Um, I'm hoping we can link up at the, the plastic society show and go from there. I always joke with him when I was trying to get VIP cars, I know he has a bunch in his stash and I was like, dude, let me come over and buy one. Let me just, I can't find one anywhere. I'd been wanting a VIP and I got, uh, I know you got him, and so we would just kind of joke about that too. He would never sell me one though. Yeah, what what was it about the VIPs that made them so hard to find? They, I guess, they just weren't making them until they remade that Celsius, and then the the new UFC uh, thirty one that you just got. Also, um, they were all old, like all the Junction Produce and all the K Break. They were out of production until they just started coming back out with them. That's so they crazy. were they were expensive and mm-hmm. almost nobody in the U S had them. You had to order them from overseas. Yeah. And that's where they get really expensive huh? Yep. Getting them from out there, man, that's a trip. Do you ever plan to travel out in the future to like Japan? I don't know. It would be, it would be really awesome um, to, to be able to connect with somebody over there and be able to see some of like the real scene. And it, it would be really awesome, but I don't have any, any future plans to make it that far yet yeah aoshima headquarters no <laughs> oh yeah they're like yeah. hey come through all right we got it. Yeah, we're gonna show come you through, the, check it out the vault with all the vips yeah that would be awesome yeah that would be and you get to like take one pick and be like yeah. charlie in the chocolate factory here's your here's your one choice 
then they're they're like yeah you could take photos record as much as you want and then like the moment you walk out of the building you check your phone it's all erased you're like what how they do that <laughs> it's all high tech yeah. man that that'd be crazy that's cool and, and what are um like your inspirations you know for like when when you're gonna get started on a build you know, I know, you, you know, you're brainstorming, you have all these ideas, but like your process, are you looking at magazines online? Um, I'm looking Instagram? at stuff online. I'm looking at stuff on Instagram. I'm looking at like just what really appeals to me and how I can relate that to a model. Like when, when I'm talking to somebody about like what I want to build next, like I don't want to just build something to build it like i want to really love it it's got to connect with me and it's got to be something i'm passionate about um so like uh the turning build off for 2022 right that that's still going on right now i had been even like practicing waiting on posts and joking and messaging joel like dude i got the first like on this one i'm ready for that build off post i'm gonna be back in there this year and then the theme came out. I started looking at some models and it was just, there wasn't something I just really had my heart into. And so I just chose to, to not try to get in the build off. Um, let somebody that really wanted to be in there, get a spot when I was looking at it. And so I guess for me, that's, that's why it's important. It just has to really connect with me. Something that I really want to build and just, I got to have some passion for it for me to put that much time and effort into it that I'm doing, especially while I'm learning. Cause it, it just has to be something that I love. No. Yeah. That makes total sense, dude. Like seeing that, that point of view, um, you know, I, I've never really, um, you know, like thought about it that way, but it makes a lot of sense because, you know, there, there's times where, you know, I'll go to like a model show and vendors would be selling kits and there's different genres of cars. And, and for the most part, you know, I would always be getting the lowriders and then later, Oh, I'm going to start getting trucks and, you know, start getting different things. But then later I'm like just overwhelmed with so many kits at the house that oh, yeah. I wouldn't even know where to start. You know, I'd be like, you know, I, I, why didn't I even buy this one? You know, after a while I started thinking, did I buy it because I wanted to build it or because it was a good deal, you know? Yeah, I can agree with that. And then I started to think like, all right, let's say I get started on this one. I would be like, man, but then I'm going to waste a bunch of hours on this one when I'm not really into it, when I'd rather could be doing this other one. Yeah, and I don't see how people manage multiple builds at a time. Like, my brain can't handle it. It's going to pop. Like, I got to focus on one at a time, at least for now. The And one at a time is kind of been my go-to process and and like right now i'm working on this er34 your as and i really want to break into that prelude but i know it's going to happen i'm gonna have a whole bunch of parts primed. i'm gonna get boxes mixed up and i'm gonna <laughs> overwhelm myself and it's gonna be it's gonna be nuts in there yeah no nah, yeah just stick to what you're doing pretty much <laughs> just stick to it because what happens it's, it's almost like just having like a closet full of too many shirts, jeans, and shoes, and you're like, oh, I need, I need an outfit, and you're just like, you know, not knowing what to get, because yeah. there's just too much. You're like, everything's brand new, what do I wear? You know, as opposed to just, you know, having the, you know, all right, we're gonna, we're gonna rock this right here, you know? 
So yeah, yeah, that, that I I think you got a good process for sure. Because I mean, you're knocking them out. We're seeing the the that progress and everything, and then they're done. You know, for you, um, you know, when I see your page, I see the presentation. You know, there, there's uh, the presentations are really nice on your posts. They're not just Thank you. like random posts. They're they're very you know they're very nice. Do you get inspired by that too from like seeing that on other uh, people's pages? I do. Like so, when I had my Subaru SCI, like seeing some of those influencers' pages and the way that they kind of set it up was always really inspiring to me. Um, and so when I was setting up my model page, I kind of wanted to do the same thing. I went through a different logo before I decided to build my own and everything that I'm doing, I'm learning. I learned Photoshop to be able to make my own logo, to be able to make my own story highlights, to be able to do just about everything that I wanted to do. I wanted to be able to do it on my own without somebody else going through it um, or kind of helping me along the way. Man. Yeah. I feel like the, the, the model building has pushed you to do a lot of things then. Yeah. One of the, one of the profiles like that, I, that I would look at, or when somebody asked me like about stuff, I'd tell them to look at is uh, like KPM scale models on Instagram. They had a, a really kind of cool outline, a, a profile set up. And I was like, man, this looks really cool. It grabs your attention. And I wanted to do something my own way that that would be the same way. And once I tied in my Photoshop colors of my actual Subaru that I had, um, I just kind of built the profile and coloring around that. And it was a lot of fun. Yeah. And, you know, I like it. It's, it's some, some stuff that I, I liked and I enjoyed and that's just how I wanted to represent it. Right on. And you don't, you don't have the, the Subaru anymore. No, I got rid of it. I traded it in on a truck. I go back and forth between cars and trucks my whole life. I can't make yeah. my mind up. <laughs> That's cool. You had mentioned earlier on the show that you traveled uh, to shows with your truck. I did. Um, for a while, I was in a, 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 a really awesome car and truck club called Severed Ties that started in California a, a pretty long time ago. And so I traveled man, all over the U.S. I was out of town basically every other weekend going to a different car and truck show somewhere, hanging out with people, just seeing some of the baddest builds out there and new stuff. And it was always really cool. So I kind of bring some of that inspiration from just seeing some of these really awesome rides, everything laid out, custom airbag setups and just cool clean paint job stuff like that that's that's what i kind of want to represent in what i'm building and so that's why i try to you know lower everything or i try to slam whatever i can and the couple suspension setups that i've done with compressors and tanks that's kind of where that inspiration comes from is being around all these bagged cars and trucks and seeing that stuff at shows all the time yeah did you ever make it out to california I did not. I never made it that far. Um, Arizona a couple of times and some other places, but never into California. 
Man, and when you would travel, were you guys traveling like together, like deep, or was it just kind of like a couple cars or just solo? No, there was a lot of times it was some some deep travels. Everybody would kind of meet up at a central location and head out to the show. Um, one of the times where we went to Indiana, we had uh, a Gigundo carpool, and you got people with trailers and you know three cars on this trailer, somebody else's trailer, and something else, and then people are driving their cars up there it was really cool nice and like during that uh that that time when you were you know when you knew like all right i'm gonna step away was that hard to step away from that oh yeah my my life was going through changes i was trying to get back into school i was working a lot more and it was weird i kind of mixed my hobby with my work I guess. And I kind of got burnt out on working on my own car and truck and just kind of fell out of the scene with some changes in my life. And I still miss it. I still connect with a lot of people on Facebook. We still talk or message back and forth. And there's a lot of the people in that club that are still my family. You know, if if they needed a place to stay, like, Hey, here it is. These, these people are going to be with me for forever. It wasn't, just the club i mean they they literally are family to me yeah so all these things you learned from working on your truck you pretty much you know it's like uh how can i say it's like a you know it's like you have all this knowledge from when you're working in in your model cars i know like some of them don't come with engines or stuff like that but i know you could buy those aftermarket products oh yeah and make it all work so that that's pretty cool that you have that knowledge you know from experience in, in your back, it is. in your background. <clears throat> so eventually, I want to be able to have the the skill set to be able to do some of that more more detailed, like what these people do with pipe fittings and the way they actually plumb their vehicle like they would in real life is amazing to me. I just don't have the the hands and the skill set and the the parts to do that, you know. But mm-hmm. eventually, that's something I'd I'd really like to do and be able to have that level of detail. Yeah, I feel like I feel like it'll come, you know, it's just steps like you're you're doing so much, you know, you're you're completing your builds, but I feel like every build you're definitely applying something new to it. And Oh yeah, I'm still learning and trying all kinds of stuff out. Um and and trying to add something new and another technique or something on each one as I go and hopefully be able to tie it all in together. Yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah, every build le- leveling up, you know? Yep. That's what's up, man. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, I hope in the future, you know, you could come out to one of the the shows out here in Southern California or even Northern California. It would be dope. But I I feel like that one in Texas is going to be, you know, an inspirational one for sure, an eye-opener, definitely. Oh, yeah, it'll be really cool. And then that that show's not too far away and those guys do some some other productions throughout the year and put together some other stuff where they all meet for some other other shows in that area and that's some stuff i want to kind of connect with and go to it'll be it'll be really cool yeah and how far is um atlanta to you like when they have the acme show out there in atlanta is that pretty far from you uh for me to drive to atlanta i think it's eight or nine hours Mm, dang all right yeah, I mean, I'm I'm thinking that's kind of the, I mean, like, let's say where I'm at, like, if I would drive to, like, San Francisco area, it'd probably take, like, five to six hours. So, okay. yeah, I, I mean, it's, I would say it's, like, pretty doable, 
But oh yeah, you know, it, it's like you just gotta bounce out in the early morning or something. Yeah, well, and I, I think I think we might even have some direct flights to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, that that would probably even be cheaper than driving at this point right now. <laughs> That's right. That's so true. How um, how's it been out there with uh, with the gas prices now? Oh, uh, it's not too bad. I mean, mm-hmm. I think the the highest I ended up having to fill up with was like, I don't know, four twenty or something a gallon. And, I wish it was that over here. Right on, right on. And so we filled up this this past weekend, and it was back down to like three seventy five or something. <laughs> but when you have a thirty eight gallon gas tank, it, <laughs> it 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 still really hurts. Yeah. You're like, all right, we're not going nowhere. You're trying to like yeah, do yeah. everything in we're one, taking, one trip. We're taking her car when we can. Yeah. Yeah, we're parking this one right here. <laughs> that's cool, dude. Man, that's awesome. Well, I hope that in the future you come out here, man. It would be dope to connect or even like, I'm just waiting. I feel like I want to go to all the, like travel to all these places, but I'm waiting until my daughter gets a little older. Oh, yeah. For her to, you know, understand things and like, because right now she's just barely learning how to how to talk you know like saying certain words or whatever but i'm just kind of giving it some time until she's finally a little older we could communicate more so this way um you know it's easy for me to because especially when you're traveling it gets kind of it could get hard you know like for a kid to have patience to just be sitting down so oh yeah so it'd be easy to if she understands me telling her where we're going or to kind of show her on photos like we're gonna go here you know to make yeah, it and even exciting and even being like new into this you know talking about with your daughter and stuff i don't think this is going anywhere from my outlook i think this is just going to continue to grow continue to flourish uh, at least from the way that i see it the way the community is the way these shows are happening and the the production and work that people are putting into it um I don't think they're going anywhere. I think they're just going to continue to grow. I hope this hobby grows and, you know, we'll just see where it is. And in the future, I think it's, I think it's going to be an awesome place. Yeah, no, I I agree. I I feel like um, it's, it's not going anywhere. It's, it's just growing. That's all it is. It's, it's just growing. It's going to get blown out of proportion. It's going to get crazy. Like, just think of uh, like the stuff you were doing back then with the Warhammer stuff. How big is that scene now? Oh, it's gigantic. You know, it's it's the same thing. Like it starts to get to a point where it's it's almost like it's like a mainstream kind of thing, you know, in a, yeah. in like an underground kind of vibe. Not like it's like on TV or anything, but it's like it's it's in a lot of different areas, for sure. And um. Any um, shout-outs that you want to give out, Snacks, before we wrap this up? Oh, yeah, man. Definitely, I have I have a few. First, definitely Liz, my girlfriend, my significant other. She's she's always super supportive. She's my, my I guess, my biggest fan and the one always telling me, I don't see that. I think it looks awesome. And always just, you know, genuinely being supportive, loving, and comes, hangs out at the show, meets some people, and, and it's just, you know, very active with what I'm doing. And it's, it's really awesome for that. Um, a couple other shout outs. Uh, one of the, one of the biggest shout outs I want to give is to Scott with Scott scale builds and uh, Chris Zilla or Zilla works. These guys have been there for me since like day one on Facebook, when I was starting to make posts 
um scott and i were even joking the other day like i sent him a screenshot of my first message to him and it was basically dude i have so many questions and i think from that point i was blowing his phone up every day Uh, these guys were helping me learn like what i'm doing with the airbrush what to do with paints how to do some some other techniques and they just kind of been there for me since day one helping watching me grow always encouraging me um and some of the other people i've connected with are paul or uh holy city scale customs leon with next level models kit chris with uh kit builder chris these guys have been just awesome, super supportive. And so is even Cam with QB Cam Hobbies, Dylan with New York uh, Modeling. They've just always been so supportive anytime I needed something, you know, responding with a message and and just being genuine about it. Or even when I'm asking for feedback, you know, just being just being true friends. And it's really cool to see that. Um, so I definitely appreciate that from these guys. Man, that's dope, man. That's pretty cool. I'm I'm happy to hear that, you know, especially, you know, <laughs> that DM, that the that initial DM of like, yo, I got a lot of questions for you, you know? Yeah, oh man, it was crazy. And he was like, "All right, shoot." And <laughs> we've, we we have never lost a connection since then. Uh, and it's just a relationship that's grown, you know. I want to I want to meet some of these guys in person. Uh, I want to meet up at some shows and kind of hang out. I mean, we talk every day. It it it's just it feels natural. We we just are growing these friendships with people. That's cool. And um, before we go, one last question: the name. How'd you come up with snacks? So snacks has been around since one of my my first nursing jobs that I had in a heart cath lab. And um, all the reps would always bring food into there. You know, they want to get FaceTime with the doctors. So they're they were always bringing some kind of snack or some kind of lunch or something. And as soon as they would come in, I'd be the first one to go, hey, I'm gonna go get some snacks. I'll be right back. I'm going to go grab some snacks. Y'all want anything? I'm going to be back. Well, after about the third or fourth time of that, they just started calling me snacks and it kind of stuck there. I've used it on gamer tags. I've used it on all kinds of stuff. And I've just always stuck with that snacks. And so when when I was talking to Liz about starting an Instagram with my model and stuff, she was like, what about scaled by snacks? We were just brainstorming ideas. I was like, "Okay, that's got a cool ring. I like it. Mm-hmm. It fit and uh, it wasn't taken, and uh, so here we are, scaled by snacks. That's cool. Heck yeah, no nah, man, that's cool. Yeah, because I was like, wait a minute, I knew I had this one written down, and I see it here on my notes. But uh, yeah, dude, that that's dope. Um, for all you guys that are out there listening, if you guys want to check out Snacks's work, make sure you follow him on Instagram at Scaled by Snacks. Um, I'll be, you know, obviously. When I do the post, tagging him and everything, and I'll be, you know, on the story, also showing some of his work as well. So, um, hey, man, it was a pleasure talking to you. This was awesome. Oh, yeah, man. Awesome. I appreciate it. I appreciate the time. I appreciate you putting me on the show. This was a lot of fun. Hopefully, we can catch up again and do it again in a, you know, yeah. a year from now or see where I'm at, see what's going on with work and just kind of how progression's gone, how, how your family and life's gone, how you're how scale riders has progressed and just kind of, you know, do another follow-up. I would love that. Yeah, definitely for sure. And I mean, we'll definitely be keeping an eye on your work as well, man, because it, 
definitely keeps us inspired also you know and uh, just keep up the good work man you're you're doing something great definitely inspiring and it's just very exciting you know seeing you along with all the other model builders in the community putting out work you know each day every week it's crazy man there's just so much content but you guys are doing just some quality stuff man that it's you guys are very key and important being part of this community thank you man i appreciate it i'm loving this community i'm loving what i'm doing everything is just going really good right now cool well you have a good night man thank you and uh we'll stay in touch oh yeah definitely you too have a good night you as well thank you bye, bye.